Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. This week, we are talking about Ubisoft being ready for next gen, StarCraft Ghost of the Past, GeForce Now, Activision likes to subpoena, and The Witcher 3 news dump. But first, my name is Manny G, and joining me once again, as always, is Andy. Hello. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. We How is got, it going? We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. No, no like huge, uh, huge stories, but lots of little things that add up to uh, big things. Just biggie, bu- busy work. That's all. Yes. Just run around the internet, guys, <laughs> collecting stories for you guys. That's what we do. <laughs> that that's what we do. Yeah, it's 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 fun collecting these things. But first, Andy, I yes. have to ask you the most important question of every important question. Yes. Um, do you have I'm any pregnant. adventures in gaming this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I actually, uh, I don't know. If, no, it couldn't have been because I just got the game. Uh, I jumped into Wilson with you. Well, oh, with you. Wilson. Y- you were, I was adjacent to you. We weren't uh-huh. actually playing the game together. But, uh, but, but I did jump on. I managed to jump on my PC with my friend Manny playing the same game, but we weren't playing it together. Yes, that's true, and it was a glorious experience. It was a lot of fun, dude. I've actually really enjoyed that game. Um, thankfully, I've not experienced a lot of the bugs that people are uh, complaining about. Mm. I think, you know, I guess based on what we've been kind of hearing and seeing on the YouTubes, um, yeah. I really, I think I it reminds me of how buggy the launch for anthem was um yes with the exception of of like this game the game systems are very good you know what i mean where the other one you know know, people had a buggy launch and then Mm -hmm. it was like well there's something good here but it lacks in just about every meaningful thing that a game like that should have (laughs) yeah uh this one the unfortunate thing is that it's been so buggy because all of those meaningful things are so good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, for someone like me, it, I think it's it's really cool because it builds on and it's a very it's similar enough to Diablo that it doesn't feel like a huge learning curve. Yeah. But I've and I've been introduced to systems, I guess, that are similar in many aspects to a game like Path of Exile, which I didn't mm. play really because you told yeah. me to not even bother on the Xbox. Oh, but um, now that you have a PC, Andy, uh, it's free to play. Yeah. And the new season is coming up. We, we've got to jump into Path of Exile. Like we this have is, to. You have to try this game. This is how it's, Manny uh, does this. Soon. This is how Manny does these things to me. Right? <laughs> Just... <laughs> He's such an enabler. He's such oh, an enabler. Man. Well, okay, fine. I mean, I guess uh, everything else you've let you, all the other crack that you've given to me. <laughs> yeah, well, totally I this. couldn't let you play it on P- on console because it was so 
poor. I think mm. it just, I mean, it, it's fine. It works okay, but PC is where it's at for that game. Right. And the well, new, the new season's coming up. Super exciting. Well, there you go. I guess we're playing Path of Exile next. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about, uh, Wilson. Okay. Um, I, I like the game a lot. I think it's a really fun game. Uh, Alexa, <laughs> stop listening. <Stupid laughs> thing. Hold on. I have one on my desk. All right. I just had to hit the mute button. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Awesome. When I think of action RPGs, there are a few people that are streamers, influencers, whatever you want to call them, that are like the the godfathers of the action RPG genre. You think of people like Zizarin, who has streamed like tens of thousands of hours of Path of Exile, and you think of other people like. You know, like Riker. We like Riker. He's not mm-hmm. like, like super crazy hardcore, but he's in it all the time. He, you know, he makes great guides and stuff. And mm-hmm. so there, there's all these, you know, all these people that come to mind. But one guy is uh, Quinn, Quinn69. He's mm-hmm. mostly a, a streamer, uh, but he does every once in a while, he'll do a review of a game or he'll do a YouTube video. And he's very fair, very thorough, very in depth, and he doesn't pull any punches. He lets you know the truth. Mm-hmm. So he did a really great, it was like 40 something minute review of his experience with Wilson. He played over for over a hundred hours and he kind of goes through his journey of playing the game, points out a lot of the good things, but he also points out all of the bugs that he went through. Mm-hmm. And after a hundred hours of play, he says, ultimately for the game that we have right now, I would give it a two out of 10, mm-hmm. which is like, boom that is like pretty low but but he's like if if everything was working fine there was no bugs and there was like a a rank system i would easily give it a six or a seven out of ten making it a game that i would play above like diablo 3 this that was his tldr for for his his review I mm-hmm. agreed with a lot of what he said and a lot of the bugs and stuff he went through. I have not experienced it after 25 hours. Mm-hmm. So I guess buyer beware if you're interested in Wilson. It has broken some crazy records, like 125,000 concurrent players sold like, man, I forgot the, the number. It, not quite a million, but a, a huge number of copies like mm-hmm. Close to a million. I don't know. I wish I'd written this down, but it it is wildly successful and and extremely popular right now. And for Mm. the first 72 hours of the game being released, you couldn't even play the thing. Yeah, it's crazy, right? (laughs) Thankfully, I waited, uh, you know, like a week, more than a week, I think. My my experience has been really good. I'm not... I mean, I, I'm in the second stage. I'm for all intents and purposes, I'm still in the tutorial, basically, right? I'm about to fight like the first boss of the game, yeah. but I, I like it, man. It's it's very interesting. It's close enough to Diablo that it feels like I'm playing uh, uh, a Diablo adjacent game. Yes, exactly. On, on the PC, uh, and and I've I've had uh, I've had fun. I I want to play that game. I've not played Destiny. Uh, in a few days because of it. So anytime a game pulls me off of whatever grindy game I'm playing, yeah, <laughs> whether it's Warframe or Destiny or Monster Hunter, then like you know, it's it's good enough to get me off of that. So yeah, so that's to, for me that's that's a that's a good title, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I, I like it quite a bit, but if you're thinking about buying this game, just know what you're buying. Mm-hmm. That That's all I would say. I knew what I was buying and I'm happy I bought it and I'm going to keep playing it. But that being said, I've never had my character deleted. So yeah, how brutal. Would that be, huh? <laughs> I mean, they had, Oof. they had their first initial patch that fixed a lot of stuff. So hopefully they keep going. Yeah. But, uh, Andy, are you ready to jump into some of this, this week's gaming news? Heck yeah. Let's do it, bro. Well, Ubisoft, they are ready for next generation. They are planning on releasing Rainbow Six Siege for both PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X on launch day. Mm-hmm. And they're also uh, looking to bring crossplay and cross-platform progression. Hooray! With a caveat, right? With an asterisk. Cross-platform, I believe, with the exception of PC. So consoles, mm. yes, not PC to consoles. I think that's not something that they're even entertaining in reading the article. But from Windows Central, uh, Rainbow Six Siege targets a launch day release on both next-generation consoles. Leroy, Leroy Athanasoff, game director, <laughs> tells Windows Central. With recent amendments to its seasonal structure, its team of several hundred employees is committing resources towards the new systems. Ubisoft hopes Rainbow Six Siege leverages that hardware on release day, translating to holiday 2020 availability. Quote, why I can't give you a date is because those dates are, in the end, on the people doing the next-gen consoles, Athanasoft (laughs) stated. What I can tell you is that we are going to be on the consoles from launch. When, when they will release the consoles, but it's up to them to agree uh, to agree to that. For Siege, our target is to be available right at launch. So they are definitely targeting uh, the launch day for uh, those consoles. Um, as in regards to, uh, I know because some of the concerns were... Um, fragmenting the population this yeah. speaks to what you were talking about um cross uh platform right um yes. cross generational platform uh from the article to avoid community fragmentation throughout the transition rainbow six siege will also feature cross generation multiplayer for example that means if you play uh, on the next playstation you will be able to match make with the previous playstation ubisoft also remains uh, in discussion to bring crossplay to Xbox One and PlayStation PlayStation Four, although it comes with numerous numerous policy hurdles to circumvent. And then, in terms of the cross save, Athanasoff also assures me an an invested Rainbow Six. This is the article writer mm-hmm. uh, assures me an invested an invested Rainbow Six Siege Xbox One player looking to switch to PC that the team hopes to bring cross-platform progression to Rainbow Six Siege. The concept would allow players to migrate accounts between platforms, especially valuable uh, as regular events expand the pool of limited-time rewards. That follows similar implementation from titles like Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Fortnite, and would push Rainbow Six Siege among the top four cross-platform offerings. There you go, Manny. That is actually super cool. I like, I yes. really like that they're doing this because they are, for those people who want to buy a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X day one, they at least know they're going to have this game there waiting for them. 
Yeah. Well, and what what really excites me about this isn't so much because I'm not a Rainbow Six Siege player. I know that we have yeah. members of the Discord who absolutely love this game. My son is begging me to buy this game for him. I already bought it on Xbox. He wants it on the PC now. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's really exciting for me is that at launch we have mm-hmm. a title of this magnitude who is supporting all of the things that we as gamers have begged for seems like for the last at least you know 3 to 5 years yes. pretty much since live service games have sort of of come into existence right so it's so awesome to see that uh that they're supporting cross generational play looking into cross platform play you know, the exceptions, obviously, being the PC, which in a competitive game, I feel is fair, right? Because of yes. NK versus controller, inputs, uh, uh, frames, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, But it's so cool, right? I think, like, wow, so what excuses can we get from, you know, developers like Bungie, who, I mean, already has, right, cross-save in place. But, um, yes. you know, other games that we've been, you know, for me, Monster Hunter. It'd be so mm-hmm. great to be able to, I have a lot of, you know, I have almost a thousand hours on the console and yeah. I'd love to play that game on PC, man. Uh, but, you know, that like the, for me, the deterrent is I'm not going to go through that amount of oh, grind. Oh, no, dude. All over such again, a right? long grind, yeah. Look at Division. Look at us with the Division, right? Yeah. We, both of us are potentially making the transition to PC for the... uh you know, fancy pants in New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I called it. <laughs> uh, you keep you say that, and I and it makes me forget what it's actually called. <laughs> like I don't even know what it's called. Is it the Gangs of New York? What is Gangs it? Gangs of New York. Remember. No, war- warlords. 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 That's right. Of New York. Yeah. Um, oh, but dude, how cool would it be for us to be able to get cross progression on that? Right. We've already man, dumped yeah. a bunch of hours. Uh, That'd on be the great to have all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what excites me about this. I mean, not, not so much. I'm not so much a Rainbow Six Siege player, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see a game of that magnitude support all of those sort of big ticket items that I feel like we've been asking for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea just to to make sure that that you don't fragment your your community, regardless mm-hmm. of what they buy. If they own right. your game, you want them to be able to play and to play together, and I think that's fantastic. So yeah, I'm 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 happy. I I like I like Ubisoft. I don't always like their monetization decisions, but I do mm. like how forward thinking they are. And for every new console generation, Ubisoft is always there to support whatever box is coming out so like day one. So right, really cool. So, Andy, this next story is pretty interesting. Um, There has been a leak, a pretty interesting leak of a very, very old game that never Mm -hmm. actually made it to light. Right. And it is StarCraft Ghost. Mm -hmm. So if you know anything about StarCraft, you know that it is a, it is a, it is a, the type of game that, that just, it, it creates like a cult following. Like people love StarCraft. I am terrible at StarCraft. Like I can't play uh, an RTS to, to save my life. But I love, I used to, I used to love watching StarCraft 
uh, be played because it was so entertaining and excited to see these people who are who are like obviously so talented to be able to do what they're doing. And it was great. So one thing they tried to do, Blizzard Entertainment, was to make a StarCraft game that was a third-person shooter, StarCraft Ghost. This was in development for a long time for, actually, it was in development for the Xbox, which is funny because Blizzard's always been a PC company. But they the, the game kind of went nowhere. People were excited about it for a very long time, and it went nowhere for a long time. And I believe, if I remember right, it wasn't it. It has not been in development since two thousand and eight, uh, and I believe it was Rob Pardo who was uh, uh, one of the head guys at Blizzard at the time, kind of confirmed and said, "We really want StarCraft Ghost to go somewhere one day, but it's not an." an uh, active development, but eventually, uh, Mike Morheim came out and said in 2014, StarCraft Ghost is canceled. Mm-hmm. So it was just dead game. So what has happened is that there was an interesting leak, and we kind of learn about this from Kutaku. Here's something I didn't expect to see today. New gameplay footage of StarCraft Ghost. The third-person shooter had a rocky and well-known development history before being officially canceled by Blizzard, something confirmed back in 2014. Now, an early Xbox build seems seems to have leaked out and popped up online. Andrew Borman posted some screenshots on Twitter but quickly pointed out that he had nothing to do with the leak and that the screens were posted anonymously in some Xbox groups earlier. Uh, interesting. Yes. Apparently the, along with this, there was also a three, the 13 minute clip, uh, uploaded to YouTube, which has surprisingly and shockingly since been taken down, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. but, uh, still from the article, according to the uploader of that gameplay clip, this build is from an Xbox dev kit and was recently uploaded in the footage. We see uh, Menaces uh, using a modded Xbox 360 to access the game. He also says that the first two missions aren't working properly. Folks over at the Reset Era are also sharing this clip and theorizing that it came from a dev kit leak. Um, and then beyond that, an update to the article uh, mentioned that a Twitter user days after Rodeo contacted me with a link to what they claim is the build that people are downloading. He explained that this leaked build is from a dev kit and shared a screenshot of a dev kit with StarCraft Ghost on it. So it seems that, so it seems this is out there and we are probably going to be, uh, we're going, we're probably going to be learning a lot more uh, about the game in the coming days and weeks. So uh, there you go. Um, That's pretty funny. Right. Yeah, you know, so, I don't know. Dude. It's like you were saying, right? Um, the game is, you know, for all intents and purposes, dead and buried. You know, this might yes. make make it interesting if someone d- decides to mod it somehow or turn it into some sort of, I don't know, desktop sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. extension game or something like that. Who yeah, knows? and and if you remember Andy from last year, Jason Trier reveals that there was a canceled StarCraft shooter that was a lot like battlefield that recently got canceled as well so it seems Mm -hmm. like this this dream to have starcraft become some kind of 
first or third person shooter uh it it, it keep keeps trying to revive itself but again it's mm-hmm. it may never happen yeah. which is which is sad i think starcraft yeah. is is an amazing universe underutilized Man. amazing Yes. So StarCraft was a game that I played uh, a pretty decent amount on uh, a really, really like rudimentary PC that I had back then. The same one that I played uh, the Rainbow Six games on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I lo- I really enjoyed that game, dude. I've, I've really, I was never really um, like an RTS uh, gamer. Really, yeah. I would say I'm like a casual one, right? I have played like mm-hmm. Command and Conquer. Oh, yeah. Um, Ages of Empires, right? Like those types of games. And I certainly played uh, StarCraft and I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, but I wasn't like hardcore competitive like some of the stuff that we've seen out there, right? Sure. But I do recall the ghost uh, units. When oh, you yeah. get them. And mm-hmm. how, uh, like, they were really awesome, dude, because they'd go invisible and, like, they were your, like, sort of your stealth ninjas. And, yeah. um, uh, dude, I was really excited about getting an FPS version of that character. And then it just never materialized. And that, yeah. to me, that was always kind of surprising, right? Because StarCraft is so popular and the ghost units were so popular. It just made sense that they would make mm-hmm. something happen. But yeah, I guess it just never never came to fruition but at least you get to see what they had right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's funny because it was not actually being developed by blizzard themselves they had Mm -hmm. other uh i think at least two other studios working on it but i did see some of the gameplay and it definitely did not age well yeah right so Yeah. yeah but you know that's that is that there's there's a podcast called Darknet Diaries, and back uh, in September of last year, they did a two part series called Xbox Underground, and it's apparently a true story. And I listened to to both of those episodes, and it kind of blew my mind. It's it's a story about a group of of kids who somehow found a username and password of an of a of a developer admin for a a major game studio and how they were able to kind of socially manipulate and hack their way all the way into um different uh like company files for like game studios they were able to access and download copies of like gears of war and like like games that weren't even announced yet mm-hmm. and it was so interesting how they were able to get so much stuff in some way somehow somebody in this group had access to a recycling center in redmond washington where there was dozens and dozens of dozens of of original xbox dev kits mm-hmm. that he was able to grab and started selling to his friends and they were able to download all these games that weren't even released yet and able to play them on these dev kits. Mm. And uh, it, it's a real crazy story. And when I heard this story, it made me think about that. Mm. And it made me think, I wonder where this actually came from. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, if you uh, just, just as an aside, if you, I think 
it was a super interesting story. But yeah, if you're interested in that, Darknet Diaries is the podcast. Xbox Underground, uh, there's two episodes. Uh, go check that out. It was super fascinating. But Nice, dude. Anyways, moving on, my friend. Moving on to a little bit of G-Force news. Mm. So first of all, should we, let's see, should we start with the good or the bad? I get, uh, dude, let's get let's get some good news, right? Okay, let's get some good news. They man. need to win. Need, <laughs> well, well, actually, actually, hey, yeah, we, we, I think we have more good news than bad news this week. Uh, they have landed a big win. They get uh, they get to stream Cyberpunk, uh, confirmed by uh, CD Projekt Red themselves. Yes, uh, from an article uh, from a post in Nvidia. Uh, we have GeForce Now members will be able to grab their copy on Steam and play the game Cyberpunk 2077 the moment that it, that it's available. GeForce Now GeForce Now founders members can explore the streets of Night City with RTX on, fully optimized, and in, instantly available uh, on your uh, even on your Mac laptop. So, and then all of the devices I'm sure that they're supporting. Yeah, um, that's right really now. great news. That's a big win for him, man. Cyberpunk, at least, that, at least CD yeah. Projekt Red isn't taking their toys home. Yeah, so so in, NVIDIA is struggling with their new uh, service to get people on board because apparently they didn't do it right. And they didn't, uh, they got a lot of people to agree to be a part of their whole beta thing. But as soon as it went into like early access, a lot of developers were like, wait a second. We said it was cool for beta. We need to talk a bit more and make some deals. So we'll yeah. see what happens with GeForce now, but this was a huge win for them, yeah. And and I think it's a, a big win win for most people who will be buying this on Steam who may not have an RTX card for Nvidia, but will be able to stream it in uh, just a, a higher graphical fidelity than even their own machine can. That's so crazy to me, dude. That you're you're on a machine, yeah, that isn't capable of playing it at that level yeah. but you can stream to that same machine and play yeah. it at that level it's <laughs> crazy isn't dude. that great so dude crazy. on your mac yeah. laptop even dude i know dude i'm all over that oh man yeah dude yeah. i'm 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 super excited for this not that i can take advantage of it with my internet speed but just <laughs> the fact that this is existing and going forward for sure um it's great for sure it's really yeah. cool and and GeForce, uh, NVIDIA, they also did something cool with Cyberpunk. They have announced that they are get, giving away, uh, I think, 77 of their special edition Cyberpunk 2077 RTX 2080 Ti cards. So oh, nice. uh, just go over to Twitter, look for NVIDIA, and you will find uh, that particular post. And all you have to do is retweet it and tag somebody uh, I, I know you don't use Twitter a lot, Andy, but I retweeted and tagged you. So <laughs> yeah, if you win, so th they said they're giving away 77 of them. If you win, you and the person that tweeted, both of you get the card. So if they're giving away two at a time and there's 77 of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm no math expert, but I don't think that's an even number. Yeah. Right. But we'll see. We'll so, see. <laughs> so moving on, NVIDIA announced this week that over a million people have signed up to use GeForce Now 
to stream games from NVIDIA's central server. And this is coming from uh, Ars Technica. The announcement came just a couple of weeks after NVIDIA first opened the service up to the general public. So that is pretty interesting. Uh, Andy, what about this do you think is cool? What stood out to me in the article uh, was that that so for me, I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Right. Like uh, a million uh, streaming gamers. Right. Yeah. Um, But then when they threw the comparisons in there, I was like, oh, okay, so that's not terrible. You know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, so just out of the article. Right. For context. um, I'm sorry. For comparison. for context, Sony reported a million subscribers for its $60 a year PlayStation Now streaming service as of last November, uh, almost five years after it launched. So Sony uh, Sony streaming service took mm. five years to get to a million. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, Google has discussed user numbers for Stadia, but there are some early signs that not many earlier adop- adopters are even making use of the platform's free games. Though yeah. the company did have trouble satisfying all its initial pre-orders late last year, so, um, dude, the fact that uh, Nvidia, given all of the issues that it's had, is hitting those numbers, I think is great. Right? It's great for um, for what potentially uh, a streaming service could mean for us. You know? Yes. Um, and while we've been so excited about uh, XCloud. Uh, to see NVIDIA sort of lay the groundwork for all that uh, is is super cool. That being said, right, all the issues that have come up for them uh, obviously are not ideal. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right, right? Maybe they didn't think things through. Maybe they thought, oh, a little handshake deal will be enough. But obviously with everything that's happening in the streaming world on the video side, right, on the uh, sort of uh, um, programming and, and movies, yeah. right, uh, you would have thought that they would have anticipated some of that stuff, right? So maybe yeah. having more sort of binding uh, contracts in place sure. so that they could avoid some of that. But um, still, those numbers, uh, I think, speak for themselves. And surely this service, uh, you know, in the coming months, we'll see a lot more games either come back on uh, on board uh, or or start sort of, you know, jumping on board if they haven't already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. It's Mm -hmm. you're basically just you get to play the games you already own Mm -hmm. uh, remotely. So that's 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 so much cooler than paying a monthly fee and then buying the game again, which is Mm -hmm. what Stadia is doing. And they all Mm -hmm. they only have like old games. So most likely you'd be buying it a second time. So. Crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, Activision, they jumped ship last week. NVIDIA said, oh, it was a misunderstanding. Uh, Well, Bethesda this week, they also pulled all of their games from GeForce Now as well. That's the bad bad news, guys. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this includes Doom, which is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can stripe some kind of deal here, but it's not, not looking good when... When, you know, you're, you're first sold on this idea, uh, but then all these games and publishers just kind of stripped away. Well, the good thing is that, that it's Bethesda. So it's, you know, not like they're putting out anything good. 
Um, so <laughs> I got him, Manny. Got I really him. got him. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, but yeah, dude, that's 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 rough, dude. To keep hearing all of these uh, publishers uh, just pulling their titles, man, it's just crazy. But listen, one CD project Red is worth uh, all the Bethesdas and Activisions in the world, in my opinion. Right? That's right. So that's I think right. that's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. Yep. The cyberpunk in, in a hand is worth more than a Bethesda in the basket. Something like that. Definitely. I think that's how I, that goes. That's an, that's an old saying, Manny. <laughs> yes. Very old. My grandmother used to teach that to me. <laughs> um, but uh, Andy, looking on to the future here, PlayStation 5 is projecting to sell 6 million copies by March. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's lot a, of copies. So- Tom's Guide uh, tells us, uh, I'm sure quoting some other article that we should have gone to directly. That's how it works. Japanese analytical firm Ace Research Institute's Hideki Yasuda believes the PS5 will sell at an unprecedented rate. According to Yasuda, both PS5 and PS4 should ship 6 million units by March 31st, 2021. That's one year from now, almost, Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, as PS4 production winds down, it's expected that PS5 orders by retailers will swell as they anticipate a busy holiday period. There's sure to be a PS5 under quite a few trees this Christmas. In addition, Yasuda believes another 15 million another 15 million units will be shipped uh, the following year up to March 2022. The PS5's first full year of production will tell us a lot about how it's going to fare during its lifespan. And given that over 102 million PS4s have been sold worldwide, it's safe to say expectation is high for the PS5. Yes. So, there you go, Manny. Yeah, it is it is pretty interesting. There is a lot of talk about the how the coronavirus is, is likely going to delay some of these console launches. Mm-hmm. People are afraid that it's just not going to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. We just don't know yet. We don't yeah. know. I mean, the coronavirus it's it's pretty. Depending on where you are in the world, it's it's pretty dangerous. So, mm-hmm. uh, if if you're affected by this or or know anybody who is, just man, it, I'm sorry. You know, it's really it's really bad. Just um, you know, keep safe, man. Wash your hands. Oh yeah. So, dude, I don't know, man. I I'm thinking that part of me reads this article and it seems like so sensational, right? Like, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. going to sell. Wow. Yes. It's going to do great. But then you do have to give it, take into account, um, that there are, that there are so many, uh, of these, uh, devices out there, right. Of these consoles out there right now, not PS5s, but PS4 specifically. Right. Yeah. And so it makes sense that those folks would transition over to the next generation of their console that they already own. Um, and making a transition from uh, the Sony environment to, you know, a Microsoft or or a a, a gaming computer, right? Environment mm-hmm. is is difficult in and of itself, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess five million isn't as outlandish as maybe I initially um, was thinking, um, given given that there's so many of these out there right now. So yeah. we'll see, man. But dude, I'll tell you what. If all things look, what you just mentioned, right? 
Um, the fact that Mother Nature has something to say about it, number one. Then the cost of you know them producing uh, the console is also going to be. It just seems like they're like I wouldn't say hurdles, but maybe bumps in the road for them that seem to keep popping up. You know, and and how is that going to affect their long term um, growth? You know, I think it's going to work out just fine. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see we'll see these consoles come out. They're going to sell. As much as they need to sell, and as far as how much they're gonna cost, who knows? It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna. It's gonna be what it's gonna be, and it's gonna either succeed or they gonna have to cut prices or whatever. I. Th- I think the most, for, at least for me, like deep inside, seriously, the most important thing is just just the games, the games that are coming, and I'm not too worried about it from the Xbox side because they're all gonna be cross generational, cross platform, or not cross platform. They'll come out on PC too. So it's like the, like the most exciting things that are coming, uh, even if stuff goes wrong as far as like availability and all that stuff. If the, the games are good, I think the games are going to be there. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. I, su- I suppose that is true. Oh, man. And they have some good ones, man. They have some really good ones. Yeah. I think so. Uh, next up, Andy, Activision. Yes. They're mm. coming for you, buddy. <laughs> they're coming what for you what you gonna do what you gonna do <laughs> when activision comes for you so right. apparently on reddit there was someone who leaked uh some upcoming contents for call of duty called Warzone. Mm-hmm. and activision has uh subpoenaed reddit for this yep. user's information mm-hmm so I guess it was a true leak. Yes. It wasn't fake. Tor- no, dude. They have like <laughs> they have the document and everything. From Torrent Freak from Torrent Freak. In response to the many Call of Duty Warzone leaks appearing online, Activision has been filing aggressive takedowns on copyright grounds. According to documents obtained by Torrent Freak, uh the gaming giant has also obtained a DMCA subpoena from the US court which ch- which compels Reddit to hand over the personal details of a user who allegedly posted a leaked image on uh to its site. Um so uh yeah, they are uh they are not kidding. They're not playing games, Manny. <laughs> yeah, it it is pretty crazy, but you know, when you certain information is confidential uh, and you leak that stuff, there's uh, certain legal ramifications. You can get in mm-hmm. trouble for it. Imagine that breaking a contract, getting in trouble for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. They are not happy about it. Who was it that went after that poor uh, YouTuber and like ruined him? Oh, man. Yeah, he's Here just recently. Yeah, I, I forgot. Was it, um, oh, was it, oh, um, Borderlands. Yes. Borderlands. That's who it was. Take, take two. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Took a while. Woo, <laughs> man, stealing a, bo- a page out of that book, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of their job, right? You have to, uh, protect your intellectual property and, you know, you have a team of lawyers and if those lawyers happen to be good, then they're going to get some And results. bored. And bored, exactly. 
<laughs> Why do we mess with this guy over here? <laughs> so Andy, let's let's uh let's end the show with some some CD Project Red news. How's that sound? That sounds great. Yes. So The Witcher, The Witcher 3 has been released on Switch. Yes, we know it's been a while, but mm-hmm. they are releasing an update. And this comes to us from the Link's Gone, Polygon. CD Projekt Red is rolling out an update for the Nintendo Switch version and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. No, mm-hmm. I totally said that wrong. Of The Witcher mm-hmm. 3 The Wild Hunt. I'm just going to leave this out. I'm not even going to edit this out. We, we all get to see how terrible I am at this job. Uh, sorry, I'm starting over. Okay. CD Projekt Red is rolling out an update for the Nintendo Switch's version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt that adds some major new features. Now, here is the actual news. Mm-hmm. It includes new graphical options and support for save files from the Windows PC version of the game. Ooh. Cross save. There you go. So yes. that's pretty great. And I think it actually adds a ton to the Witcher on Switch because I know a lot of people have not been too happy with it because it is such a massive game and very difficult to port over. It is working on the Switch. It does not look great. The resolution is very low. But if it's something that you can use in conjunction with your PC save, then it makes the whole experience a lot better. I think mm-hmm. so, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling in the morning, whatever you're taking the train, you're 30 minutes on the switch, progressing wild hunts, and then you get home and you could just play on your PC, the same save. That's great. Uh-huh. I really like that. Yeah, dude. And that's how I imagine the Switch's future to be with all our favorite games on our consoles, on our computers, and then the switch do what it does. Yeah. Do what it does. It does the switch. Be a great hand kill. Yeah. Be a great handheld game. Yeah. I I think so, man. And it, and it does kind of redefine the switch, you know, because Nintendo's intent with a switch that it could switch from a handheld to, to a console on your TV. Um, Mm. but it's, it's with this, it's, it's pulling the switch in a different way, right? Cause you're playing on your PC and then it switches to your handheld. So, well, well, yeah, and and I mean, you know, of course, the games that it has, right? It has some wonderful games, and it, and yes. it has wonderful, wonderful exclusives. Yeah, but for I mean, when you when you when you go all in with something like that to say, okay, look, we're we're sort of a console, sort of a hand handheld. It's incredible what they can do with that with that console. We've said that time and time again, but it just doesn't compare, right? True. The the Witcher on a Switch compared to the Witcher on my Xbox, and that's an old game. There's yeah. no comparison there. Dude. No. There's just no comparison, right? Um so why would you fight that fight? You you you're you can do something else really well. And I feel like, man, if you wanted to move units, I mean you want to sell, mm-hmm. you know, multiple units in the same household, why don't you Try and sell one unit to everyone out there that has a, a, a any kind of platform. You're not just going after PlayStation, Xbox, PC. You're going after all of those and saying, yeah, yeah play your games on our little handheld if you want. Yep. Dude, I'm, I'd be all over that. 
Yeah, they really need to make a lot of deals with third-party developers to put their big titles on the Switch in in this kind of uh, you know, with the idea of it working in conjunction with their other with their PC or console save. Yeah. I think that is where the future is going to be because if they don't, then, you know, you're just going to do that with your phone with X cloud or whatever, you know, you don't need a switch to do that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think it's going to be a part of Nintendo's future to increase their relevancy by doing something like that and making itself a bit more versatile. Right. We hope we, yeah, but you know, I'm also a dummy. So, <laughs> um, and Duff is probably going to yell at me, you know, and say, you're so dumb, man. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Dude, but um, yeah, this, this, the uh, Nintendo does what they want. That's true. And, That's true. And sometimes it works. So, mm-hmm. moving on, Andy. The Witcher 3 is making it rain, according to PC Gamer. Witcher yes. 3 has generated $50 million on Steam. That's insane. Recently. That's insane. From the article, Manny. You ready? Yes, sir. Revenue from the sales of The Witcher 3 on Steam has exceeded $50 million since October 1st, 2018. CD Projekt Red announced the statistics in a tweet explaining that as a result of the success of the open world RPG, the company is now getting 80% of any subsequent sales. Bumped them up. Most developers get 70% of their sales with the rest going to Valve, but that changes if a game generates more revenue. If a game makes $10 million, uh, the share increases to 75% and a further 5% if it hits $50 million, which is where The Witcher 3 is comfortably sitting. Just last week, it was reported that The Witcher 3 sales were up 554% (laughs) in December. The same month The Witcher's Netflix show released, uh, Guilty, the game also broke 100,000 concurrent player count on Steam for the very first time at the end of January. Amazing. So, that's crazy, man. Yeah, toss a coin to your Witcher. This is super good news for them, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that is a lot of money, a lot of downloads, a lot of concurrent players, Mm-hmm. Um, because of that stinking Witcher show on Netflix, that thing was great. I loved it. Yes, it was, dude. It was really good. I I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, dude. Good for them, man. Good for them. I love to see this, dude. I love to see this because just more proof to show those stupid suits over at <laughs> you know Actablizz, EA, Ubi <laughs> here lately. Just like, dude, <laughs> shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Go away. Go yeah. sell so. <laughs> Go do multi-level marketing or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and what really outlines that point, Andy, is Mm. this last story. Uh, CD Projekt Red's market value hits $8 billion. That's a lot of zeros, man. Yep. Value has risen 17% in the past two months alone. I wonder if that if that has anything to do with The Witcher show also. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all tied together. Right. It's great, man. Uh, But here we go, Manny, from Video Games Chronicle. The Polish firm, which is the parent company of The Witcher game developer CD Projekt Red and the owner of PC digital distribution platform GOG, has seen its market 
capitalization jump approximately 17% in the past two months alone. That's despite the company delaying the release date of Cyberpunk 2077, one of the industry's most eagerly anticipated games, from its original April window to September 17th, 2020. CD Projekt uh, CD Projekt's market valuation was $6.8 billion in December 2019 when Bloomberg said the company had posted a return of 21,000% over the previous decade. Comfortably the biggest rise of any stock then listed in the Stocks Europe 600 Index. By way of comparison, European games industry heavyweight Ubisoft's current market valuation is $9.8 billion behind Take-Two 12.8 billion, Electronic Arts 31.29 billion, Nintendo 47.19, and Activision Blizzard 49.45. Those are huge jumps after that, but. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Yes. But still, right? An indie, a quote unquote indie developer. It's um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good, dude. And, and uh, it's, it's only going to get better, Andy. Mm-hmm. They they recently made that deal with the author of the Richard uh, the Witcher books. So we know that series is going to continue one form or another. We know mm-hmm. season two of that super popular Netflix show, The Witcher, that's coming. And then mm-hmm. September, CD Projekt Red is releasing Cyberpunk 2077, which is going to be uh, huge, to say the least. Yeah. So this is going to continue. This this is going to continue for sure. And to your point earlier, Andy, these... They have how many games does CD Projekt Red have? Like yes, right. Well, they have like uh, two and a half games. Like yeah, right. <laughs> no, and one right. of them's not even out yet. Yes, and, yeah. And no yeah. microtransactions and stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy that they have become so valuable. Um, and they've done nothing but respect re, uh, respect their player base. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like some lessons need to be learned here. Yeah, yeah, well, take note. But then again, you know, ActaBliz is up there sitting at the very top at their, what, 48 point something million. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're winning. So, so they're, yeah. yeah. What, uh, they're probably like, oh, oh, what what's happening way down there? Oh, sorry, we can't hear you over our champagne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, when Cyberpunk Online uh, launches, they better sell me some uh, some neon glowing jackets or something, dude. Right, no I'll, kidding. I'll be first in line to be paying some uh, some real money for some for some some cool leather. But anyways, oh, yeah. yeah, Andy, yes, I think that's an episode, buddy. What? Did yeah, we zip through that. That was a lot of stuff we had to talk about. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was. I always have fun. Yeah, me too. Video games with you, buddy. Good times cool. indeed. So, yes, my friends, if you would like to leave us any kind of feedback whatsoever, just contact us, gamingadventureclub.com, and all the info is there. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate your help. And if you would like to help us, just go to gamingadventureclub.com slash support. And lastly, I would like to say, if you would like to come and join us, come and hang out in our Discord community gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and jump on in. Definitely do that. So there you go. Well, my friends, until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. <laughs>